be better this time. Hopefully. And we're live. Good morning. Good morning. Take two. Have we had some technical difficulties this morning, Mark? <laughs> Off we go again. Better second time round, they reckon. Round two. Well, third time's already the charm, but let's see what we can do. So, what were we talking about this morning, Mark? The rich getting Massive. poorer and the poor getting richer. Can you elaborate, please, sir? It's happening out there. It's definitely happening out there. It's not anyone's imagination. So what's, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to take note of is uh, financing. Financing, very, very interesting what's happened. Uh, it's where the government used to regulate our property market and massive part of our economy because our property market is our biggest asset class in the country. What they used to do is when they used to want to slow the property market down, they would put interest rates up. We've had times where our interest rates have gone up to 16, 17, 19, 20% when they've tried to slow down the property market. Our friends at government have brought interest rates down to propel the property market at the same time. That doesn't happen anymore. What does happen? Oh, it's interesting. Joe, I was just thinking for a second, sorry, Mark. We just had this big conversation yesterday about property prices doubling over the space of 10 years or the timeline of 10 years. But really there's different driving forces that are slowing up and speeding down the market, aren't they? And they're actually totally out of our control. And it seems like the government plays those strings, doesn't they? Or the banks. Good point. Yeah, good point. And I know one of the guys in the office always actively says, I think it's Glenn, that the biggest stakeholders in the property market are the government and are the banks. So make no mistake that any regulations they bring in, they're always keeping a close monitor and a close tie and close regulations around that property market. Now, so close in fact, and it is a conspiracy theory and I may be wrong, but so close in fact that at the moment they are acutely targeting to hold back, some would say punish, one segment of the market and they are acutely targeting to push ahead like like a small child helping them onto the the you know the merry-go-round or whatever that is they another segment of the market and what do you reckon they are okay so if they're if they're driving at the moment first home buyers young people trying to get people into their first properties why why are they taking out that that privilege away from people who have already been in that situation and lucky enough to potentially have an investment or a second property or a holiday home? Why are they making it more more difficult on those people and tightening and scrutinizing that field of people? Because it's like the cigarette companies promoting youngness and coolness. It's like the alcohol, it's like the alcohol companies are promoting youngness and coolness. Yeah. They are trying to get the younger market into good habits if you can have a roof over your head, that means you're less dependent on the government. Yeah. If you can have a roof over your head, that means you're going to form good habits on a mortgage, having a mortgage, mortgage paying back a mortgage, forced savings. Forced okay. savings is what's, is what's actually happening. So it's actually very good for the government to promote first home buyers and help yeah. them with, with there's at the moment, if, if people haven't realised, there's three strong categories that are visible. Yep. And there's one, and there's one that's invisible. the the vis The visible ones are we're going to give you, we're going to allow you to buy with a five percent deposit. Yeah, we're going to we're going to allow you different to everyone else in the country. We're going to allow you to buy with your super. 
in your natural name. Right. As opposed to your business entity. As opposed to a superannuation fund that you can't touch till you're over 70 odd years of age. The the third one um, is no stamp duty. So the biggest way our government, one of the biggest ways our government can raise revenue in the country is via stamp duty. They are waiving that privilege with first home buyers. So very publicly, the government has said, we're going to help this young sector of the market. And, and I, I yeah. totally agree with it. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. But if they're doing that publicly, what are they doing behind the curtains to help first-time buyers? Because I can guarantee you there's more than one thing that they're doing to help them. Yeah, well, they're pulling strings, aren't they? Obviously, if they're opening doors for people, they're closing doors for other people, you'd assume? You'd think so. And with first-time buyers, there's going to be more incentives that it's behind there particularly lending they may be a little bit more lax or a bit more understanding for first-home buyers or that sort of target market so if that's the case then now that's first-home buyers let's move across uh very quickly to one property owners so they these are people that don't have an investment property yeah they they generally are living in that in that one property um like a first home buyer these guys if they're going for a loan banks banks are, are, are like are looking after them basically yeah are looking after them now this is where it gets scary i'd love to know people's thoughts this morning on this if they're experiencing the same thing this is where it starts to get scary with banks and if you've just tuned in guys what we're talking about is the poor getting richer and the rich getting poorer, the conspiracy theory that we we firmly are witnessing um, in, in it. Oh, I'm firmly witnessing, I speak for myself, in our business with, yeah. with lending practices. So now when it comes to an investor that's got a investment property, two investment properties or three investment properties, I challenge you to go out and get the same loan that you've already got with your property. Would it typically have been getting easier and easier as you get more and more to get to get a, a similar loan, or would it usually get harder as you progress in that in that um, investment process? Awesome question. If you had equity, as in fat in the property, yep. equity in the property, so your loan is very small and and your property value is very big, that's called equity. If you had equity in your property traditionally the last 10 20 30 40 years you could do whatever you want right you could do whatever you want so what and so what that meant is even if you didn't meet some sort of banking criteria you turned around and said well hey i've got all of this loan i've got all of this money and uh i still want a loan and the bank would say you know what that's not a lot of risk for us because we can chase you we can hunt you down for that equity that you've got in your property hard so we don't we don't see a risk yeah so we're happy we are happy to take on the loan because we don't see that much risk because you've got fat but guess what that's called now what's that non-responsible irresponsible lending I see. And that's irresponsible lending. That's even irresponsible. Though, even, so it's even though from their perspective, it's a safer lending, it's, it's still irresponsible. Well, for the bank, it's safer because we're going to take your big fat house yeah. and we're going to, and we're going to, uh, if you don't pay your mortgage, but 
what the government calls that is non-responsible lending because you didn't assess the criteria of income as yeah. hard as you should have. Furthermore, you actually ignored it and you just you just allowed the loan to happen because they had a they had a lot of equity. Yeah. That's gone. Right, and that's what's uh, the, the change and the shift at the moment, right? Huge. So where are the wealthy who had equity in their property and yep. an income that even potentially couldn't support a new loan, the bank used to just give them the new loan because there was so much fat there. Because yep. that's not happening. Now the wealthy are finding it hard to grow their asset bases because yep. they don't meet the income criteria. They meet the equity criteria, which they always have, but now suddenly they don't meet the equity criteria. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Shackles. Shackles are on the hand. Shackles. The ball and chain. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Look, we had a quick conversation just before going live about all of this prestige property coming up for sale in uh, in Mossman. And look, I didn't look too deeply into it, but it gives you an idea that there are people with some money that are struggling a little bit more than previously at the moment. So um, there's something happening on that side of things. And the thing this is to do with what you're mentioning, isn't it? Well, it is. And another thing I'll mention with, with lending, yep. a lot of these high wealth individuals, they had interest only loans. Now when banks issued interest only loans, they used they got very clever lately and they've issued them for five years. And they've said, instead of paying your principal and yep. paying your interest, we are, um, which is called a principal interest loan. So it can typically be as much as 30% more than what you normally pay because you have to pay down your loan. An interest loan only loan, you don't have to pay down. And I'll tell you where this has changed, James. A lot of these guys in premium properties, and I'm talking magic properties, waterfront properties and stuff like that, yeah. they had so much assets that when they took on that loan of their home, they just said, we want an interest-only loan. Now, if that interest-only loan has come up for renewal, yeah. yet it automatically turns over to a P&I loan. So you're talking about people that potentially have a five or 10,000 a month mortgage, maybe 15 to 20,000 for the ultra wealthy. And yep. these guys are now have to come up with an extra $10,000 a month to pay principal and interest. So some of these people were not high income people, but they were high net worth people. Now to prosper, you've got to be high income and high net worth in terms of assets and there's some people a lot of people don't fit into that category yeah right so it must be a bit of a scary time at the moment then it's but it's but you're not going to discuss this it, yes and you're not going to discuss this at the barbecue on a sunday with your mates it's humiliating sure. and it's embarrassing but there would be a specific demographic who are looking at what's going on around and thinking this is going to impact me and it's going to have something's going to change in my life they think they're a leper. Yeah. <laughs> they think they're a leper because the, the, the methods the methods and the way they used to do their funding over the last 50 years or 40 years, like I've got a lot, you know, and, and fortunately I've got a lot of experience in this, in this case because we've got a lot of, we've got 1,500, 1,600 landlords that we're dealing with yeah. and they're coming, they're coming to me saying, do you have a broker? I want to buy a property. I can't get a loan. They're sort of confiding in me because I've been doing business with them for a long time. And now I'm just hearing it everywhere consistently. 
Yeah. Wow. Well, there's the shock waves that are going around. And would, would you say this is because of COVID or is this just in general? Is this something that was a long time coming? Long time coming. This has been, um, uh, you know, I think people have been getting the letters from their banks saying your interest only period is over. Yeah. Uh, please, if you want to continue this, please submit your resubmit your financials. Yeah. And, I, and I think people are going are not are not fitting the category of, of going interest only again, and uh, they're disposing of their of their assets or they're paying P and I. So, uh, what it is is it's fantastic because responsible lending galvanizes our economy. Gotcha. So Delta it's actually. Delta. Yeah. So what happened in America with, was it Granny May or whatever they call or stuff like that? What happened in America is basically uh, not going to happen here because we've been doing really good responsible lending the last five years. Joe Vesher, hello. And Mal, since the Royal Commission, you're right. Um, Todd Vandenberg, g'day to you, buddy. And Mal's an interesting person because she has a real estate company and a mortgage company. I'd love your feedback. Uh, Mirko, g'day to you, buddy and uh lisa burke hi but yeah guys very interesting stuff and um uh, i i where this is going to go james is very interesting where is it going to go what happens what's the next 12 months look like for these people is there no uh, immediate change and it's just something that's just going to be creaking and the cracks will grow the poor will get richer and the richer will get poorer so it's not and, and that's what I reckon, and you know what? Yeah. I'm all up for I'm all up for that. I think it's great. I think it's balancing. I think for any country, they yeah. love to balance the wealth equally. They yeah. don't want they don't want you know poverty, yeah. a lot of poverty, and then ultra wealthy. They want they want that gap bridge, and I think yeah. that's what our go- our government's cleverly done with funding. Yeah, right. Well, there you go. So times are changing. So to become a first home buyer, it's not so uh, still difficult, but not so difficult as what. Certainly from my perspective and a lot of young people are growing up in, in Sydney thinking, how on earth are we ever going to buy in Sydney? Maybe things are changing. The tables are turning. It's getting, it's getting better for, for first home buyers and one property yeah. owners. Yeah. Right. Very interesting. Thank you very much, Mark. You've opened my eyes this morning. Giddy up. Giddy up. They, they need it open because you had so many beers last night. I had a couple. You can, can you, <laughs> you can probably still see. Maybe you'll smell them on me later. All right. All right, bye. Thank you very much, mate. Take it. See you, everyone. Good stuff. Cheers. Cheers. Bye, bye.